From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. It was just a couple of weeks ago that the Prime Minister, along with state and territory leaders, signed off on a plan to end lockdowns and border closures when vaccine rates reached 80% of the adult population. But it didn't take long for the so-called national plan to fall apart, with states and the federal government spending the last week bickering over Australia's roadmap out of this crisis. Today, columnist for the Saturday paper, Paul Bongiorno, on the battle over when to open the country up and the Prime Minister's strange decision to invoke an animated movie to help argue his case. It's Friday, August 27. Paul, federal politics got a little weird this week, or a little weirder than usual. Can you tell me about the moment that things went off the rails? Well, Ruby, things certainly did get very strange with the Prime Minister using a very peculiar analogy on Channel 9's The Today Show when discussing the nation's path out of lockdowns and COVID-19 restrictions. Prime Minister Scott Morrison joins us now in Canberra. PM, good morning to you. So you've you've locked and loaded... He was discussing the fact that uh, some state premiers, particularly WA's Mark McGowan, were less than enthusiastic about the National Cabinet plan to reopen the country when vaccine rates hit 70 or 80%. And that means we can go into a new COVID normal, we can get out of the cave, and importantly, we can do it safely. And that's a deal we've made with Australians, not with me. Mm. He said that the current political debate in Australia was akin to the film The Croods. Now, it's like that movie in The Croods. People wanted to stay in the cave. Some wanted to stay in the cave. And that young girl, she wanted to go out and and live again and deal with the challenges of living in a different world. Well, clearly he had in mind some timid state premiers, uh, among others. Well, COVID is a new, different world, and we need to get out there and live in it. We can't stay in the cave, and we can get out of it safely. That's what the plan does. But you just... Okay, so, Paul, I'm going to have to admit at this point that I am not across the crudes. What is it about, and does this analogy make any sense? Mm, Well, Ruby, The uh, the Crudes is a 2013 animated movie based on a story by the English comic actor John Cleese. Tonight we'll hear the story of Crispy Bear. A long time ago, this little bear was alive because she listened to her father, so she was happy. And it's about an eccentric cave family from the Pliocene era who are fearful of the outside. But Crispy had one terrible problem. She was filled with curiosity. And it stars Nicolas Cage, Emma Stone and Ryan Reynolds. And one day, she saw something new and... Died. Just like that? Yes. Oh, same ending as every day. <laughs> I get it, Dad. I will never. Ooh, I have to tell you, it did quite well in Australia, raking in nearly $24 million at the box office. So even if you, like me, haven't seen it, it is perhaps something that did resonate with plenty of Australian families. <laughs> I get it, Dad. I will never do anything new or different. Good man, Thunk. <sighs> sure, okay. And so did Scott Morrison say anything else about why he chose to talk about this? particular movie this week? 
Well, the host of the Today Show, Carl Stefanovic, was also a bit perplexed. Well, you just you meandered to an area I never in my life thought you would meander to. <laughs> so, to, just to be clear... Um, I like the movie. No, no, I understand. <laughs> but the Krug saga ruby doesn't end there. Later the same morning, Morrison brought it up again in the government party room. He said his light bulb moment came when he was watching the movie with his two young daughters. And according to the party briefing, he described the hero of the film as a young girl who's sick of being cooped up. My family has always survived by living by my dad's one rule. Never leave the cave. And who eventually convinces her overprotective father that life outside isn't so scary after all. Now, Ruby, a spoiler alert for any listeners who haven't seen the film and maybe will now stream it, the Croods do eventually leave their cave and make their life in a tropical mountainside. And that's clearly the way Morrison is envisaging things. But judging by the reaction to his latest comments, they mightn't end up as harmoniously for him. Mm, I can imagine. So what has the response been like to all of this? Well, WA's Mark McGowan wasn't all that happy. He took to Facebook to fire back at the Prime Minister. This morning, the Prime Minister made a comment implying Western Australians were like cave people from a recent kids' movie, McGowan wrote. It's an odd thing to say, he went on. I think everyone would rather just see the Commonwealth look beyond New South Wales and actually appreciate what life is like here in WA. OK, so what is really going on here, Paul? Why is the Prime Minister accusing state premiers of hiding in caves? Ruby, that's a good question, and the answer, as usual, is politics. There's a looming federal election. The Prime Minister is keen to draw the battle lines on terms he thinks favourable for him and his party. While he didn't say the word election on the Today Show, he was more explicit in his party room. And pivoting back to the crudes, he reminded his MPs and senators that a sequel to the 2013 film was made. And for Morrison, this was a good, a metaphor as any, for the coalition winning the upcoming election. And he urged his troops to keep showing the same teamwork and loyalty to him as they had since he was given the top job three years ago this week. He said this was the key to their continuing success. We'll be back after this. The Every Moment Matters campaign provides accurate, evidence-based information and advice about alcohol, pregnancy and breastfeeding. It has been created by the Foundation for Alcohol Research and Education and endorsed and funded by the Australian Government. Alcohol use during pregnancy can lead to Fetal Alcohol Spectrum Disorder, or FASD, a lifelong disability. So make the moment you start trying the moment to stop drinking. Visit everymomentmatters.org.au to find out more. As a 7am listener, you're already familiar with many of the journalists who work for The Saturday Paper. For a limited time, subscribe to Australia's leading independent news source, The Saturday Paper, and you'll receive The Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup, made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer.
Paul, earlier in the year there was talk of a federal election sooner rather than later, but as it's become more apparent that our vaccine rollout has not gone to plan and so much of the country has gone back into lockdowns, that seems to have shifted. So what is the latest thinking about when we might head to the polls? Ruby, people I speak to on Capitol Hill and indeed further afield around the states think that an election before the end of the year is on the cards and their reasoning goes like this. Firstly, it's highly possible that by then the country has hit 70 or even 80% of the eligible population being fully vaccinated. The government is certainly increasingly confident of that being the case. So by then the vaccine rollout will look less like the current schmozzle. It's a benchmark, if you like, that Morrison could claim that he's finally achieved success. But the second factor here is case numbers and the reality of the pandemic. It's now increasingly clear, given the crisis in New South Wales and the wildly infectious nature of the Delta variant, that even with a majority of the country vaccinated, we'll still see thousands of infections and deaths. The government's expert advisers at the Doherty Institute have spelled that out. Right, so essentially the Prime Minister is hoping to find the election sweet spot. So after the vaccination targets are hit, but before restrictions are eased and we start to see case numbers and possibly deaths go up. Exactly. Morrison would be taking a huge gamble on the situation improving by March or April next year. It could just as likely be worse. And you hardly need focus groups to tell you that a substantial part of the nation is experiencing extreme fatigue from the lockdowns that have left businesses reeling and families at the end of their tether, particularly in New South Wales and Victoria. But still, the Liberals have commissioned focus groups, and that's what those groups are showing, which Morrison believes gives him a route out of his political malaise. I can hear the slogan now. Who do you trust to give you your freedom back? Mm, So that's what this reference to the Croods at the start of the week was all about, Paul, trying to convince Australians that Scott Morrison wants to lead them out of darkness into the light, into this kind of tropical paradise and a world where lockdowns are a thing of the past. That's it. And it's a message being rammed home by his treasurer, Josh Frydenberg. And the treasurer, Josh Frydenberg, joins me now live from Canberra. Thanks for being with us. Who said in multiple interviews that if Australia couldn't get out at 70 or 80 per cent vaccinated, when could it? Same way when we reach those targets of 70 and 80 per cent. 70 and 80 per cent vaccination rates, which are now in sight. Uh, But with 70 and 80 per cent vaccination rates, we can ease restrictions and ultimately see an opening up of the country where we can travel again more freely across borders. But the federal government is facing stiff resistance from some states, notably WA, as we saw, and Queensland. Those two states have some of the strictest border controls in the country, with Queensland just this week completely shutting off entries from anyone outside the state, including Queenslanders. And this is what Morrison is hoping can benefit him. For his pitch about letting everyone out of the cave to be successful, of course he must establish he's the only political leader on offer promising it. So, 
Morrison's political calculus now rests on whether or not he can successfully convince the Australian public that the state premiers are the character of Grug, the father played by Nicolas Cage, and he's Eep Crude, the daughter played by the marvellous Emma Stone. And by the way, Ruby, the Crude sequel was called A New Age. The voters will have to decide if returning the Morrison coalition government would in fact herald a new age or be more of the same. Paul, thank you so much for talking to me today and um, thanks for the crash course in the crudes. Thank you, Ruby. See you on the tropical mountainside. Bye. (laughs) Bye. From the Saturday paper comes The Food, a free weekly newsletter featuring curated recipes from some of the country's leading chefs, including Andrew McConnell, Otama Carey, David Moyle and Karen Martini. Cook what they cook by subscribing today at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters. Also in the news today, new freedoms for New South Wales residents who are fully vaccinated have been announced by the Premier Gladys Berejiklian. Fully vaccinated adults outside of local government areas of concern will be able to have outdoor gatherings of up to five people from September 13. The proposed easing of restrictions comes after the state recorded 1,029 new COVID-19 cases and three deaths on Thursday. New South Wales's regional lockdown has been extended until September 10 as the virus continues to spread, particularly in the west of the state. And in Queensland, the state government has announced construction of a new COVID-19 quarantine facility. The facility is being constructed near Toowoomba, west of Brisbane, and plans to have 500 beds available by the end of the year, reaching a total capacity of 1,000 beds by March next year. 7am is a daily show from the Monthly and the Saturday Paper. It's produced by Elle Marsh, Michelle Macklem, Cara Jensen-McKinnon and Anu Hasbold. Our senior producer is Ruby Schwartz and our technical producer is Atticus Basto. Ryan Compo mixes the show. Our editor is Osman Faruqi. Eric Jensen is our editor-in-chief. Our theme music is by Ned Beckley and Josh Hogan of Envelope Audio. I'm your host and executive producer, Ruby Jones. This is 7am. See you Monday. 